Good morning, Delaware. Welcome to Off the Shelf. We have just me in the studio as your host today. Mark is on the board. What lucky day hey. for us. Uh-huh. <laughs> me too, man. Me too. Yeah, I know. It's just like, ugh, that's the gang. And then our guest today is Luke Bentley. Luke is our assistant branch manager, uh, supervisor of youth services at the Liberty Branch Library. All those words are correct. All yes. of them. Yeah, maybe <laughs> wow. not in that order. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Welcome, Luke. Happy to be here. It's so happy for you to join us on the show today. I think if I can plan my month correctly, we might have like just a whole barrage of Liberty folks coming and joining us on the show for the next three weeks because there's some big things happening. There are. Yeah. We're, we're, we're opening a branch. Some would say that, yes. <laughs> <laughs> We're working on it. Molly is out today. Um, she has some meetings because, you know, with a branch opening, there's a lot of meetings involved in that. Uh, there's a lot of punch lists. There's a lot of things happening, but... Yeah, so second half of the show, we're going to talk with Luke um, about all things Liberty, about Luke himself, uh, where he came from. I think it's Earth, right? Um, yeah, well, let's say Earth. Okay, right. <laughs> we'll go with that. And uh, and so we'll learn about some, some hidden secrets of the Liberty Branch Library and Mr. Luke Bentley. Okay. But as we usually begin the show, we are going to talk about some of the things that we have been reading recently. Um, I told Luke that he has the luxury of choosing anything in his lifetime, as this is his first time on the show as a guest. Uh, that's much harder for me these days. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and that is very luxurious. Well, since I am a youth services librarian, I want to take the time to uh, bring your attention to some picture books. Because oh, I think, you know, no matter how old you are, picking up a picture book is a good a good escape for a, a minute or two or five or however. So um, one of my favorite picture book authors is uh, Mo Willems. He's so fun. Um, and, of course, he wrote all the Elephant and Piggy books. Those mm-hmm. uh, He put them kind of on the back shelf for a little while uh, a few years ago. But um, he writes other amazing picture books. One of my favorites, especially to read to kids, is called That Is Not A Good Idea. Yes. <laughs> um, and That Is Not A Good Idea is set up like a site silent movie. Okay. And it is a bit of a suspenseful story involving some baby chicks and a wolf. And that might sound dire and scary, but I promise it does not go the way you think it will yeah, go. Let's set the scene with some like Joplin style, like piano it, music, exactly. you know. Okay, so have that in your mind and then the fox and the chick come out and tell us what are good ideas. Oh, yes. So and and there are good ideas. And then there is a chorus of people saying, oh, no, that is not a very good idea. And uh, eventually there is a very not good idea. And um, it ends with laughter on my end, maybe not on some of the characters. ends. Oh, but, no. Hey, oh, you know what? No. We all have to be introduced to uh, twists and turns sometimes. That's true. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, aside from that, one of I want to talk about. Let's talk about a classic, okay. an, an old, old picture book. Take so me old, back. so old that I can't quite remember the name of the author, but it's a wonderful book. <laughs> uh, but I remember that it was written in 1980, and it is the day Jimmy's boa ate the wash. Oh, and it is about a a class of kids who go on a field trip, and by golly, Jimmy decided to bring his pet boa constrictor. And that pet boa constrictor gets into all sorts of exciting accidents on the farm. Um, he's eating laundry. He's not really eating animals. Thank goodness. Uh, Stephen Kellogg. <laughs> oh, well. Stephen Kellogg. Yes, the, is, he does is the, the author. pictures. Yeah. Or, or the illustrator. And yeah. Trinka, uh, maybe Hake yes. Snowball or Hake Snowball. Yes, yes. Trinka Hake Snowball. Mm-hmm. And and it's one that I read. 
constantly as a child because who doesn't want to have a giant boa constrictor and get into tons of trouble when you're, especially when you're on a school field trip? I mean, it's the dream. So uh, those are two that that I definitely recommend. I know that we have them uh, available through our system that you can request. So um, love and any any picture book. Go back to the old ones that you read when you were a kid. Yes. But really, I just say if you're if you're visiting one of our libraries, you're in one of our children's areas, and you see one with that little new sticker, just grab it and take a peek because you can get a new classic that you can work in with your family. Right. Mm-hmm. We my mom has saved like every book from my childhood. And they are still in my childhood bedroom. And so when we go back and visit, that's where my girls stay now. And so they pick up some of those books that they um, want to read. And a favorite that was one of my favorites when I was younger that they like, too, is But No Elephants. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's, it's something But No Elephants. There's an old woman. I think her name is Tilly. <laughs> she lives in a home. Uh, and an animal salesperson is trying to, like, sell off all of his animals ah. before the winter comes. And and uh, he drives a hard bargain, and she says, you know, yeah, I'll I'll take the parrot, but not the elephant, you know, and and yeah, I'll take the I'll take the turtle, but not the elephant, you know, and it's getting it's getting very cold, and you know the winter is coming, and he's got to go, and he's still got this elephant left, and the elephant just sits sadly outside oh, the house the whole time. Sad elephant. Yeah, and it it does end up a happy ending, but that's one of those like fun old. Discovery is it is but no elephant. But by, no elephant. Yeah, yeah. by Jerry but Smith. Jerry Smath. It says Smath. S M A T H. Thank you, Mark. Uh-huh. See if we can all Google while it's the wonderful. others. Yeah, it's a beautiful. <laughs> while the out. others continue their train of thought. <laughs> uh, that yeah. So that those are fun classics. The one that I won't read to my girls, and they get so mad because we have like two copies of it in the house. Is I won't read uh, the Pokey Puppy. I oh, hate the pokey puppy. I understand. It, the mother gets mad at the dogs because they can't read. That is the that is the <laughs> point of the book is mm. the puppies wander away because she has a bad fence and then when they come back she posts a sign that says don't leave and then she gets mad that they leave again. Oh. So she's Goodness. she's a poor homeowner. <laughs> yeah. And she wants her dogs to be literate. <laughs> it is so funny that you brought up the pokey puppy because <laughs> yesterday as I you know we're working on getting the Liberty Branch ready and we've got 44,000 some odd books, you know, we're dealing with. And um, I I was working with an entire shelf of little golden books. Okay. <laughs> Just an entire shelf full of them. And I know that, that those little golden books occupy such a presence in so many people's childhood memories. Oh, sure. I mean, people are probably like scoffing at the radio right now, like <laughs> saying that I won't read my children the pokey puppy, but I think it's a bad lesson. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I won't do it. You can't make me. Even so, even my daughters, they'll be like, can we read the puppy one tonight? No. no. <laughs> it's a firm no. I got to listen to a fun audiobook this week that I have been holding out on. Um, it was on the Goodreads uh, Best Comedy list for last year. It wasn't a winner, but it was a finalist. Um, it's called The World's Worst Assistant, oh, and boy. it's by Sonam Obsession. Absolutely. Uh, if you know Conan O'Brien of the the Late Show, uh, the Tonight Show, all of all of the shows that Conan has done, um, even the podcast Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend, um, Sonam Obsession has been his assistant since like 2010. Um, she basically uh, kind of was like, I think I might want to do something in. Uh, in Hollywood, I might want to do something in TV production. So she gets an internship. She becomes an NBC page. Um, she, but really, 
Conan was kind of who she had her sights set on the entire time. She was like, yeah, I think this could be a good opportunity. He was filming in New York City. Um, and then when he moved his show to Burbank, uh, that's when she was like, OK, yeah, I'll be his assistant. Um, so the book, The World's Worst Assistant, um, really does lay out. Yes, how she is, you know, as Conan always refers to her, the world's worst assistant. <laughs> um, it also lays out how she has a pretty thick backbone for Hollywood. In Hollywood, you can get stepped on so easily. You know, you're the intern. You get the coffee. You get the lunch. If it's wrong, then you're fired on the spot, you oh, know, yes. things like that. And Sona really, I what I took away from this book is that she didn't let people step on her. If people if people were terrible, she would talk back to them because that's just what her personality was. And she would say, uh, no. And then they would they would. Uh, how, well, and, how dare you? How dare you? And so she just developed this very she already had a very laid back attitude and she kept her laid back attitude. She didn't let Hollywood like make her an anxious, you know, terrible, nervous mess. And so whenever she started working with Conan, um, the first thing that she really noted with him was that he's not one of those people. He's not one of those people who is going to yell at you for things. He's not one of those people who's going to make you get his lunch and, and you know, tell you when you put the salad together wrong. <laughs> However that could be done. Uh, he, she just said he was, he was humble. He um, was kind. And she just, she just knew from the start it would be a good fit. And she's like, I did start out wanting to please him. And then that just ended very quickly. <laughs> nice. Like marriage more or less. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. yeah. Like we started out and then the, the sights were real high. And then immediately we like took off the jacket and they just lowered like right, right <laughs> yeah. away. Yeah. And so she she talks about some of their experiences together. She talks about the tour that they went on um, when he was leaving yes. um, NBC and going to TBS. It's and a great documentary that yes. shows that whole process. And I just <laughs> love that movie. She, she talks about the documentary and how it really was like meant to, you know, frame Conan and like this life transition. Um, and she was like, and I was in the documentary and every scene that I'm in, I'm eating food. <laughs> She's like, basically, it was Sona's world tour paid for by American Express. <laughs> she said that they had really great food spreads. They really like traveled in luxury because American Express was like funding this entire trip. And she was like, and the the eight seconds that I'm in in the one in in the eight one second clips are all me eating food. <laughs> She's like, I did nothing. I don't know why. Even at one point, Conan was like, maybe it's best that you not continue on with this tour. <laughs> Feel like your services could be used otherwise. Um, she also talks a little bit about her office shenanigans. She there's a hilarious hilarious bit in the book and don't read this book looking for like literary you right. know genius like just listen to it like a podcast like yes. you're listening to the Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend podcast except it's all Sona it's a five and a half hour listen it's so much fun <laughs> and she talks about her co-worker Erica and how she is the Sona is the extrovert. Erica is the introvert. And Sona basically harasses Erica every day. <laughs> like she walks in, she's real excited about something. And she's like, I'm going to give you a hug. And Erica's like, please, no. And she's like, I'm going to do it. But with the rules. And Erica goes, you know, the rules. No eye contact in three seconds. <laughs> <laughs> and then she says, and then you might get a call later this afternoon from Prince Philip inviting you to tea. And Erica says, please, no. And then, <laughs> and then she gets a phone call from Sona's office of desk. Of course. 
with a very offensive British accent, like, hello, oh, yes. <laughs> please come to tea this afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> and it is amazing. So the world's worst assistant, you can get it on Libby. Uh, it is it is a whole lot of fun, and it just brought me joy. Excellent. That's what we want books to do. It really, truly did. Um, so we're going to take a break, and then on the other half of the break, we'll be back with Luke Bentley talking about Liberty Branch Library and all things youth services there. Outstanding. I love Mark Bingman. No. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Everybody should. <laughs> it's like, is that my lead-in? Is that my cue? That's your cue. That's it right there. Oh, yeah. I love this radio show. Oh, I love nice. Off the Shelf. Very perfect. I think you had me do this one once before, too, mm-hmm. where I was like, I love my kids. I love my kids. Yes, I yes, I have kids. that here. It's, it's, <laughs> that's a fantastic one. I it's know. also appropriate for today. <laughs> Very funny, right? <laughs> Children are so cute. I love my kids so much. I love them. Yes. <laughs> well, you are listening to Off the Shelf on this Friday full of shenanigans. Uh, we have Mark Bingaman on the board. Thank you, Mark. We have Luke Bentley in the studio. Molly is out taking all the meetings today to get us ready for our Liberty Branch Library grand opening. Thank you, gentlemen, for joining me in the studio. Happy to be here. Always. Always (laughs) a wonderful pleasure and an honor. Oh, Oh. thank you so much. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Luke, it is such a pleasure to have you on our staff. You have, what month did you join us in 2022? That would be August. In August. Yes. So it's been a good, what are we at, like eight or nine months now? Thereabouts. Yeah. Thereabouts. So we... You kind of got to live in some other branches of the system for yes. a while. You started out at Delaware, and then you migrated over to Orange whenever Jenny um, went on to her new adventure. Yes. And now you're in Liberty. It's a wonderful feeling. It's it's like you know, you've known that you're, you've got a house that you're getting ready to build, and, and you're just waiting and waiting, and you're watching it come up, and you're watching it come up, and then... All of a sudden, you're able to get in there. It's just, it's so exciting. Yeah. And then you have all the fun things that come with the new house, like, oh, I didn't know the stairs did that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there are a few, you know. But what's what's most important is just that it's just such a beautiful, amazing building. Yeah, yeah. I It's it's so cool to be able to be in there now and knowing what it's going to look like when there's tons of people walking through it and enjoying it. It's going to be just amazing. Right. So as the uh, assistant branch manager of youth services, what are some of the highlights that you can think of whenever you think of the building and how it's going to serve the um, the youth of our community? Oh, yeah. So we have a, a beautiful uh, children's area on our first floor. <laughs> and um, uh, and through there, we've got some great, just really comfortable, uh, really comfortable furniture to sit on and have parents read with their children and, and uh, beautiful prints on that furniture that's going to yes. be really a lot of fun to look at if you look closely at it it's very very cute um we have then we have our our programming room which is right off of the children's area with these big beautiful windows where i cannot mm-hmm. wait to start having story times and and other programs in there where kids can can get in there and start learning and having fun um and we, creating i think there's yes, going to be a lot of creativity in that absolutely space. absolutely um, and then we also have uh, upstairs, we have our teen room, right. which is coming together so nicely. And it's, it's going to be a space, it's going to be a really, a really nice space for those, for those teens who, A, if, if, they, if you want to come and have a nice quiet place to study, you've got that space in the building. Mm-hmm. But if you want to have a place that you can make your own and be comfortable and be with your friends and 
and find a book, mm-hmm. you know, we have a, a great space in the teen room for that. And I cannot wait to see kids start to use that. Yeah, that's going to be a whole lot of fun. And I think there's a little extra extra special secret to this branch as well. If you are on the first floor and you exit um, out the doors, there is a special outdoor space just yes, for our small friends. <laughs> yes, there are. Um, I believe you're, you're. we're starting to play with the name Harmony Garden. Yeah. Um, because there are some outdoor musical instruments planted in the ground for you to come out and and play with. There are drums, there are chimes, mm-hmm. um, there are a variety of, of natural textures that ch- so that kids can feel it's not just, you know, cement underneath their feet. Yeah. There's dirt, there's wood. And then, of course, there are benches so that you can enjoy the sunshine. You can be outside. You know, if you want to, you know, pack a sandwich and, and bring bring that out, come out to a picnic table and sit mm-hmm. there and read with your kid and, and have a little picnic at the library. Yeah. It's a beautiful thing. Right. And I, I really like that that space. It's going to be beautiful, especially once spring comes and some of those leaves yes. start to come on that landscape that we've got there in the in the um, environment. And so it's just going to feel it's going to feel really cozy. Yes, it, absolutely. Yeah. So, Luke, um, you are new to the Delaware County District Library System, but not new to libraries in general. What brought you? Well, how, how have you made your way here? How have I gotten here today? <laughs> uh, well, uh, I've the been... car. No. <laughs> yes. And well, that is good. I did not have to hitchhike. Um, <laughs> I've been in public libraries for about 10 years now, and uh, most of my career has been spent in southern Ohio. So okay. I'm a native of Athens County, graduate of Ohio University. And so I spent uh, five years at the Athens County Public Library System. And um, I have bounced around through a variety of other systems and, and many different positions uh, in throughout southern Ohio and, and eastern Ohio. And with my goal was always, I want to I get up here. And Delaware has always been, I hate to say a target because it makes me feel like I'm some sort of mercenary <laughs> You've hunter. really been watching. But yeah. I, have, I always looked and I was like, I'd really like to join this system because they're doing, they're doing the right things. Yeah. And uh, when I got the opportunity to join, I was just elated and I was so excited and then for it to be in this brand new building right. which not everybody gets the opportunity to to see a new building get built like this in the library world mm-hmm. it was just like oh I can't pass up that, that mm-hmm. opportunity yeah it's it's really exciting to to be to be a part of something new but also in a system that is established that you know you're not it's not brand brand new we've got some things that we've already got kind of set in set in place we've got some signature programs. I know even just yesterday I had a meeting for our Medieval Fair Committee, right. which is, you know, so we're still going to have a lot of those signature programs happening. Um, again, we're talking to Luke Bentley, who is the assistant branch manager of the um, Liberty Branch Library grand opening coming for that on Sunday, March 26th Very at exciting. 1 o'clock p.m. as a ribbon cutting, but you can show up anytime between 1 p.m. and 4 p.m. Um, breaking news also for that, we will have a shuttle available. So we have the we have 100 spaces in that parking lot. But if you um, if you get there and you're like, where on earth am I going to park? Uh, just hop over on Home Road to the Liberty High School. And um, we have partnered with Liberty High School. They are going to provide buses that are going to go back and forth uh, between those two locations. So um, it'll be, you know, just hang out for five or ten minutes and a bus will be right back to get you. And that's what we want. We want all of you to come so you can see what what you have paid for, what what you've made yeah. possible in your community, because 
it's it's going to be beautiful. And to be there on the first day, you only you only get one first day. Yeah. So we've got some other fun things planned um, during that grand opening celebration. Um, Luke, you said that you might be doing some storytelling. Yes, storytelling. So I have over the years, I've sort of trained a little bit, trained myself in storytelling and like the traditional folk style of there will be no book in my hand. I will just tell a story off the top of my head. And it's one of my favorite things to do uh-huh. is to loosely memorize uh-huh. is how I how I uh, uh, explain it loosely memorize these stories and you know it's rare nowadays for kids to be presented with that sort of narrative experience just coming from a person in front of them you mm-hmm. know they get books read to them and of course they see television they see you know they're on their screens a lot which is you know it, it, it's fine but I've just found that kids are really awe-inspired when they see someone tell a 15, 20-minute story mm-hmm. that is in-depth and is not just straightforward, and it's one person telling it. Yeah. And that's and it's just they're just telling it. And and I love to see the kids get enraptured by it, and I cannot wait to do it again. It brings a different type of um, imagination. You know, with a book, you have the pictures in front of you, and they tell the picture that they want you to see. With the storytelling, it's your mind. It's, yes. it's I mean, you are giving the words, but really their minds are crafting the background, the feeling, the weather, you know, other things like that that are going to play into that scene. And so it's a unique experience for each child. Um, whenever we had Neil Schusterman come just earlier in February, um, he told a story about that's how he really got into writing was he was a camp counselor and um, he had a group of like kind of, you know, rowdy kids that he was trying to put to bed. And he was like, well, I'm going to tell a story, but I can only tell it as long as everyone is listening. Yeah. And one kid listened, and then as the story grew, two kids listened, three kids listened, and then his his entire uh, cabin was very well, you know, entertained. And the camp counselor was like, "How on earth did you do that? Everyone else was a mess." And he was like, "I told him a good story." <laughs> so the next night, he moves to a different cabin, and he does the same yes. thing. And the camp counselor is like, "How on earth are you doing this?" And he's like, "I'm telling a good story." And it was really how he crafted one of his first books. <laughs> I love that. I love that so much. It was a lot of fun. We also um, we have some other things that we are going to highlight during the grand opening celebration. So we have storytelling on our learning stairs. We're going to feature um, some alumni from the Olentangy schools playing some instruments. That's so very we're very exciting. excited about that. Um, Erica Carlson is going to be in that programming room that you well tentatively. We hope Erica can be there. Fingers she, crossed. Yeah, we really hope Erica can come. So in that um, in that programming room, doing some airbrush tattoos, and then um, you can go out and play in that garden. And um, we also recently made a connection this week with Handel's Ice Cream in Powell, and they were like, "How can we be involved?" And I said, "I don't know if I want ice cream going through our building." <laughs> and he said, "How do you feel about coupons?" And I said, "I love coupons. Coupons don't melt. It's yeah. beautiful. <laughs> it's really wonderful, and they don't bring sticky fingers with them." <laughs> exactly. So we might have some Handel's coupons as well. So I think we've got some really great things coming for this branch. Um, Luke, it's been a pleasure having you on the show. Thank you for having me. We're going to talk about some of the things that we have coming up at the library this week. Um, Hopefully you got your ticket for the Young Writers Workshop tomorrow, uh, Saturday, March 11th, that the friends are putting on. They have a 10 o'clock and a 1.30 session. Um, It is sold out, but if you have any questions about your ticket or anything like that, um, give them a call or email Penny. She's in charge. Um, Andy at the Delaware Main Library also is partnering with that. And speaking of our friends, next Friday and Saturday, the 17th and 18th, they are having their one of their regular bargain book sales. Woo. They're doing that at the Delaware Main Library. This will be 
um, one of their last little shindigs that they do before they move their offices into the Liberty Branch Library and they host their book sales from their exclusive space in the Liberty Branch Library. Um, but those bargain book sales are so much fun. Oh, you yes. can join the friends and buy a bag and fill the bag as many times as you want um, for a flat rate. Or you can just go and say, I just want this one DVD or this one book and it'll cost you like a dollar. It's really amazing deal. We've got um, all of our Maker Studio classes coming up on Wednesdays, so don't miss those. One of them is the Analog Sampler, which is like learning how to make a button, learning how to, um, we have a, it's a, it's a book binder. It's like if you wanted to make a calendar or if you wanted to make a notebook or something like that, or maybe even like recipe menu cards, you know. And let me say, making, working with a button maker is so satisfying. Oh, it's really, there's a nice like crunch. Heavy that heavy lever and just click it in and then you've got wow. you've got this beautiful it's really very satisfying yeah, try this sometimes <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know like we talk about the maker studio and how it has like these like super high tech things these multi hundred dollar you know 3D printers and massive things like that and then we're over here like but the button maker <laughs> but the button maker is so cool and the book binder is so cool and I think in that analog sampler they're also going to um, maybe do some laminating oh my laminating get ready no, that's very good the need Laminate. You need things laminated. You do need things laminated. Exactly. So, you know, register <laughs> register for that analog sampler um, on Wednesday at 11:30. There are still spots available. And um, you're gonna you're gonna have a whole lot of fun. You heard it here first, folks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Well, that brings us to the conclusion of our show this week. Uh, next week, join us again as another Liberty friend um, comes on off the shelf with us. And um, hopefully Molly's back in studio. Hopefully Gage is back in studio. But we always love having you too, Mark. Oh, thank you. Stay <laughs> nada. Uh, well, that will bring us to the end. Um, again, thank you, Mark. Thank you, Luke. Thank and you. until next week, we will see you in the stacks.